Hey friends, uh, it's uh, Ryan back here on another edition of the Pilot's Voice. I'm here with Amanda, and um, today we're going to be uh, kind of having a part three on this series on on rest and what this season of our our life as a church and our life in in our communities what uh, what, what kind of new rhythms are we establishing? So we talked about that a little bit yesterday with uh, with Stacy thinking about what new rhythms in our own personal personal life do we need to cultivate right now uh, that are healthier and restorative. And Amanda's been giving some thought to that for a long time, even before uh, the, the coronavirus thing uh, came its way. Just thinking about our rhythms as a church community, not only at Broadway, but just um, in general, the way we, we do life, the way we do uh, church right now. Um, and She's been thinking about ways that uh, this time of setting new rhythms, um, what God may be leading us to as a community. What new kinds of rhythms could we be um, establishing for ourselves right now? And so there's a particular uh, scriptural story that has come to Amanda's mind. And uh, so Amanda, would you share that? And then um, how that scripture has spoken to you about new rhythms of, of life for us as a community? Yeah, I'd love to. So yeah, I over the past couple weeks, it's been kind of a surreal um, time where I've really felt like the Lord has heard me and answered my prayers strangely through what's happening in our world. And so as I've sat with that, there's been just these different scriptures that have been coming into my mind, and I've been trying to pay attention to them as they come up. And one of them has been the story of Mary and Martha out of Luke 10, that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. And uh, it's a story where Jesus comes to visit Mary and Martha uh, to spend time with them. And we have this kind of comparison, comparing and contrast that happens in, uh, in Martha's life and in Mary's as, as Jesus is with them. And we see in the story that Martha is really occupied with serving. And the text actually says that she was distracted with much serving. And we see this kind of like resentment just boil up and come out of her and where she's like demanding that Jesus would, um, would do something about, about having Mary come to help her. And he calls her out and says that she's, uh, that her heart is troubled and anxious about many things and points out to her that Mary has actually chosen something that's better. And, um, and that it won't be taken from her. And so I, I thought it was interesting that in that text that it, sh it shows us, that Jesus points out to us that um, the actual act of serving Jesus was actually distracting Martha from experiencing something better with him. And um, that he, that he, was inviting her into something different. And uh, that there was, I think, a rest in relationship that Mary was tapping into with Jesus. And the way we see Jesus responds to that, I think tells us that he really wants that for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and not just with him, but with one another too. Um, I think that what Mary was experiencing there was a real sense of being fully present to God with her in that moment. And I imagine also experiencing God being fully present to her in that moment. 
And I think that's a, a model for what our relationships can look like, not just with God, but with one another. And so at this time where we, a lot of our normal things that we might be preoccupied with that aren't necessarily bad things, but the things that can often distract us from this different way of being with God and different way of being with one another that allows us to be a little bit more present. Um, they're all kind of being put on hold. <laughs> and so uh, I think that in this pause that we're being forced to enter into um, is an invitation to be awakened to these, these better things that Jesus is talking about. And so, yeah, it's, I, I think there's a merry kind of hospitality for us to experience with God and with one another at this time. And, um, and so, yeah, I've, I've just been wanting to encourage us to be thinking about how we can practice that in a time of quarantine. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think some, some questions that we could perhaps consider at this time um, on a personal level, but then also in how it can connect with one another are just what rhythms have I been living into that perhaps pull me away from my connection to God and other people? Are there any of those that need to die? And some of that even might involve our, our service to God in maybe ways that have um, been missing out of doing that out of a place of true rest in our relationship with him and with one another. Um, what rhythms have I been living into that draw me into a deeper connection with God and with other people? And uh, how can I enter into experiencing a merry kind of hospitality for myself at this time? And how can I offer this to other people? Mm -hmm. the, the picture of Mary sitting at Jesus's feet reminds me of, of the sermon from this past week of abiding or remaining. There's a sitting still with Jesus and not going anywhere. And that seems to be what Mary was understanding in that moment as she was sitting there with him, as she was abiding with him. The interesting part of that for the sermon that's coming up on Sunday is that the next section of John 15 talks about loving each other. Mm. That there's, if we remain in the love of Jesus as Mary did, there will be out of the overflow of that, a loving of others. And so can you share some, maybe some ideas that you have of what um, kinds of practices or rhythms we might have of loving each other that comes from a place of resting and abiding in Christ rather than a Martha kind of service mm -hmm. and loving others in Jesus. Martha obviously was loving Jesus and loving the people, at least mm -hmm. she thought she was and taking care of that meal. And, um, and so but Jesus in that passage is inviting us into a different kind of thing. So what kind of practices might that, uh, what might that look like? I'm sorry, you cut out, I missed your question. <laughs> just, what, what might it look like for us to love each other from a place of, of abiding and Mary-like hospitality? What'd that look like? Yeah, you know, I think when we're able to tap into really resting in the love of God, there's, um, there's a sense that there's nothing, I don't have to do anything to, uh, to gain anything in relationship with God. And I think as we sit in that and are changed in that, there's, 
we can bring that into our relationships with one another where I can spend time with a brother or a sister with really no agenda to accomplish anything or to even fix anything in one another's lives. It's simply an opportunity to sit with one another and um, to offer our, our full attention and presence and, and good questions and listening. Um, and so I think on a practical note, you know, we're in a time where we can't physically have people in our homes because of this state of quarantine that we're in. Um, but I think what's really cool about that is this merry kind of hospitality that we see of just being fully present to one another is something that we can still do, um, whether it's a phone call or FaceTime. And so I think, you know, sometimes we, we don't really know how to engage in conversation with people if we don't have some sort of thing that we're a program that we've been put into you know if we don't have some sort of object that we are focusing on to talk about sometimes if we just call someone and like i don't really know what to say to you so you know i think of sitting and, and just coming up with some questions like writing out some good questions that really focus on knowing the other person like that's it so um, I wrote out some here to just kind of help give some ideas. Um, you know, if you wanna engage them in what's happening in the world right now, I think you could ask some things like, what sort of thoughts and feelings are surfacing for you at this time? Tell me more about that. Uh, how are you experiencing God right now with what's happening? How are your concerns or your hopes surfacing into prayers right now? What are you perhaps grieving the loss of at this time? And what do you hope to gain during this time? Um, and if you know you want to engage them on more lighthearted matters, not, not pertaining to the situation of what's happened in our world, um, you know, I think of the, the people I see on Sunday mornings, and I know something of their life just by how I've observed it. Um, and as you think of those people, thinking about things you've noticed about them, like what, what they seem to be into, and and taking the time to just ask them about it like i've i've noticed you you seem to be really into this thing tell me more about that mm -hmm. or you know i've interacted with you every week for the past two years on sunday mornings but i don't really i don't know your story i would love the opportunity to hear more about what makes you you and um and then as people come to mind i think just taking it as a prompt to give them a call FaceTime them and engage in those kind of questions. And that might feel awkward to just do that. Um, there's always kind of this fear of like, maybe they don't want me to do that. <laughs> maybe this will be really awkward. But I think something that's kind of cool about this weird place that we're in is that there's almost this expectation that I'm going to get phone calls from people who I normally don't talk to. Mm. That's been happening to me. And I've actually myself been noticing thinking about people that I want to connect with that I normally don't. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a really unique time for us to just take advantage yeah. of that. Yeah. And I, I think that um, as we do that together, when things return to some sense of normalcy and we're in our in-person communities again, I think they're just going to be a lot richer for the way that we can steward this time um, where we really don't have other things distracting us or, or bringing us together focused on 
particular thing, but we can just engage one another um, with where we're at in our lives and have that conversation, knowing knowing each other a little bit. Almost like this, this is an excuse to call, this is an excuse to call someone that I wouldn't usually call mm-hmm. and, and it won't be weird. Mm-hmm. I think that could really happen right now. And it's, it's kind of been that way just as I've been taking walks with people, I do see neighbors and I know their names, um, but it's given me a chance instead of, Hey, Kevin, how you doing? But to stop, Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, things going okay. That kind of thing. So it's given an excuse to, to ask another question. Yeah. Some, so, yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that too. Yeah. I've been taking walks each day and I had three neighbors stop me yesterday who I actually don't even know. Mm-hmm. But the way that they, the way that they asked, how are you, was different than kind of the just, I'm kindly saying right. it, hello. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like an invitation to stop and actually answer the question. Yep. And so I do, I think we're all feeling that right now. And I yep. think it's a great time to just um, take advantage of that. Absolutely. And, and let God's spirit do it, what he wants to do. Thanks to your thoughts today, Amanda. And, and thank you even more for the role you play in our, in our church family. We, we appreciate you. Uh, thanks for uh, listening in today and uh, peace to you, Broadway.